Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you sometimes have a hard time receiving God's love and God's mercy? Really welcoming God's love and mercy in your life? You know the truth. You know the facts that, yeah, God is love. God is merciful. He forgives. He'll forgive me every time. You know those truths in your head, but deep down, that truth of God's love and mercy has not taken a deep root in your soul. Again, you know the truth that God loves you and he's merciful in your head, but, but you still experience a lot of shame. You feel ashamed over things you've done, sins you've committed you realize how you've fallen short in so many ways. You say, oh, I'm, I'm so imperfect. And, and maybe you struggle with some self-hatred, some self-condemnation. I, I want to encourage you because there's a beautiful prayer, a beautiful prayer that we hear every time we go to Mass. And it's a prayer that's meant to encourage you and help you really encounter God's love and mercy deeply in your heart. And that prayer is known as the Kyrie, the Lord have mercy prayer. And that's what I'm going to unpack for us today. So welcome to the All Things Catholic podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sri, and I want to give a warm welcome to anyone joining us for the first time. Thanks for checking out the show. And I've been doing this little walk through the Mass because many of you know I have this new video program that's out. Uh, it's called The Biblical Walk Through the Mass. We just did a refresh on the 10th anniversary edition filmed in a cathedral. And uh, if you're looking for something for a small group or for a family, I know a lot of families are really wanting their children to understand the Mass, not just go through the motions, but really understand all that we're saying and doing in the liturgy. This is like a Bible study on the Mass. I know many families have used it throughout the years, uh, but maybe you're in a men's group or a women's group or a Bible study group and you're looking for something to do in the next year. Check out A Biblical Walk Through the Mass. You can get it at ascensionpress.com. They have a free preview. So for free, you can check out the beautiful videos that they filmed in a cathedral out there in Philadelphia. The The program comes with leaders guides, participant guides, so it makes it really easy. You don't have to be an expert. You can facilitate a conversation in a small group or for your family. Again, go to ascensionpress.com and check out the free preview of the 10th anniversary edition, the new edition of A Biblical Walk Through the Mass. But let's talk about mercy. I want to think about the three ways that we encounter God's mercy in the in this prayer known as the Kyrie, uh, the Lord have mercy prayer. Uh, first of all, notice that we say, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. There's a threefold repetition. Throughout the liturgy, we're going to see many times something is repeated three times. We just saw that in the Confiteor prayer, the I confess prayer, when we said, I confess to Almighty God. Remember, we say, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous faults. We say three times expressing sorrow. And we're doing the same thing here. Three times we're calling on the Lord for mercy. And you know, three times you think of the Trinity. I think of it also, though, as I mentioned in last week's show, that sometimes we, when we really have a heartfelt love or a heartfelt sorrow over something, we don't just say it once. We don't just say, I love you to someone we really, really love. Remember when you were falling in love and you, you don't just say, oh, I love you. You say, I love you. Oh, I love you so much. You know, you mean so much to me. You know, whatever you see, kind of say that you say it in different ways and different, in, in different times. Similarly, when we say sorry, you don't just say, oh, sorry about that. You know, when we're really 
expressing heartfelt sorrow. We say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I, I, I didn't mean that. I wish I didn't say it that way. I'm sorry. You know, we say it multiple times and here we are in the most intimate friendship we have. It's with God. We don't just say, Lord have mercy. We say, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. We're calling on God's mercy. But are you aware of the three main ways we call on God's mercy in scripture? It's so important to get the biblical background so we understand what we're doing in the liturgy. There's three main ways that we call on God's mercy in Scripture, and and they apply right here in the liturgy. The first one is the most obvious one. This is when we are entrusting our sins to God. We see this throughout the Bible, especially in the Psalms, where we repent of our sins, we admit our sins, we express our sorrow. But in doing so, we're also expressing our confidence in the Lord our confidence in his mercy, our confidence that he loves us no matter what we've done, that he really does still love us. And he's so eager to forgive. His arms are out wide, opened wide to to welcome us back. His his finger isn't pointing at us. You did that again. (laughs) You know, his arms are open wide. All we have to do is turn to him to say, sorry. I see this with my kids that there's sometimes where, you know, I catch them doing something wrong and in my mistake as as a faulty parent, sometimes I can give them that stern look, <laughs> or sometimes I can I can say, "What are you doing? Why'd you do that?" You know, and I can tell as soon as I do that, they they either go into defensive mode. I didn't do it. No, I didn't. You, I didn't do anything. You know, like they defend themselves, or my brother made me do it, or you know whatever. You know, or they can fall into this other mode of you can just see the look on their face of fear, fear that I'm condemning them, fear that I'm you know, really angry at them. And as soon as I, I do that, I realize, oh, why did I do that? And, and I say, hey, it's okay. Did, did, did you do this? Did you just, just, just admit you did it? And all you need to do is say, sorry. It's okay. We can work this out. You know, and I, but I feel bad when I sometimes, you know, make that mistake as a dad where I can, you know, make them feel ashamed of their sin. You know, when, when it goes better is when I kind of look at them, but I give a little bit of smile. I kind of catch them. You know, and they and they know that they just did something wrong and they feel more free. They've got this space to say, oh, sorry. You know, like they, they catch it themselves. So I know when I'm really good in dad mode, I'm, I'm being a good father, living it out well, that I, I communicate through my facial expression or the, the tone of my voice that, okay, I'm calling you on something, but I'm not condemning you. And, and you don't need to be ashamed You do need to acknowledge that you did something wrong. You need to say sorry, but I need you to trust, you know, trust in my love, trust in my mercy. It's going to be okay. Just say sorry. (laughs) Well, I'm an imperfect dad, and uh, but there is a perfect father, our heavenly father, and he gets it right every time, every time. And, you know, maybe our own human experience with our imperfect human dads, (laughs) you know, kind of train us to, to not really trust God's love and mercy in our lives, but we have to constantly remind ourselves of this truth that God is merciful. He's kind, slow to anger. The devil is called the accuser. He's the accuser. That's that's the devil. The God in heaven that we love, our heavenly father, he is not pointing at us, condemning. His, his arms are open wide. They're with mercy. He just wants us, all we have to do is acknowledge we did wrong and we're sorry. Mercy is is also like the experience of mercy. Don't think of it as like God who's all powerful, is the almighty God, the almighty judge, you know, the ruler of the universe and we sinned against him and, and and he's going to pardon us now. 
Don't think of mercy that way. Think of him as the father, the father who loves, like in the prodigal son story, who rushes out to go meet the prodigal son, so eager to be reunited and has a great feast in mind for his son. That That's the father that we love. That's the truth. And so uh, mercy in the scriptures is not about like this all-powerful ruler pardoning us. No, it, it's an expression of love. In fact, that's what one of the, the words in the scriptures to describe mercy in, in Hebrew has said, describes unconditional love, total covenant, steadfast love, no matter what the other person does, the lover still loves. And God is our lover. <laughs> he loves us. And, and it's an expression of his love when he's merciful. Another thing to highlight here, this is something St. John Paul II sometimes brought out, is that when when God is merciful, he's not just pardoning us, but he, he sees a change in our heart. He sees something good in our heart, and he delights in it. He delights that we feel badly about our sins, that we recognize we did something wrong. There's something good in us that doesn't resonate with that bad thing we just did. <laughs> you know. So, But that good part of us, that's, the, that's what God rejoices in. He sees that. He sees our contrite heart. He sees that maybe we didn't mean to do what we did or we made a mistake. He, he doesn't just see the sin itself. He sees our hearts. You know, a few weeks back, it was Mother's Day and my little girls were all excited the day before Mother's Day and they went into our backyard and they picked a bunch of flowers for Beth and they came inside and they put it in a vase and they put water in the vase and they handed, handed Beth these flowers and go, here, mommy, these flowers are for you. It was really beautiful. I have to tell you, what was in the vase was not so beautiful. It was just a bunch of weeds. I mean, this was, it wasn't even dandelions. You know, at least dandelions had the little yellow, <laughs> you know, looks a little, little pretty. These were just a bunch of green, ugly weeds <laughs> that my daughters had picked for Beth, but they thought they were flowers. And, you know, you know, so, and Beth just smiles and just says, oh, thank you so much, girls. It gives them a big hug. <laughs> you know, we're laughing about it, you know, but but I, I think that's what our father does in heaven is that he doesn't see just our weeds, which are our sins, you know. He doesn't see, he doesn't look into the cup of our soul and go, ooh, look at all those vices and weaknesses and sins. <laughs> you know, he looks into the cup of our souls and yes, he notices there's weeds there and he, he wants to he wants to, to get rid of those weeds. He wants to fix them. <laughs> he wants to make beautiful roses come out. Sure, of course, but... But, but he does see our hearts. He sees that we come to him with our cups and our cups may not have perfect, beautiful roses, but, but our cups are coming with love. They're coming with good intentions. We really want to love God well. He sees our hearts, not just the final product of our prayer life, for example, or the final product of what our marriage looks like or the final product of what our, our parenting skills are or how we live our friendships. You know, you know, he, he knows there's a lot of weeds. He knows there's a lot of sins. But he sees that we're coming to him. We want to love him. We want to be holy. I think that's one of the first things we need to do is when we go and we confess our sins, whether in the Mass or outside of the Mass. But this beautiful Kyrie prayer reminds us we're called to trust our Father. It's a beautiful prayer of trust and surrender. I surrender to my weakness. I know I'm weak. I know I make mistakes. I know I have a bunch of weeds in my cup. But Lord, I love you. I come, I bring even these to you. I know that you can transform these weeds into roses. I really come with confidence in your love and your mercy. 
I think that's one of the first things that we can do as we're thinking about the the prayer, the I confess prayer, is to trust in God's love for us, to trust in his mercy for us, trust that he can change our sins and weaknesses. He can transform our souls over time if we keep coming to him full of trust and full of love. But I want to share with you two other things that we can do in the Kyrie prayer. And this is really cool. I I remember growing up, of course, hearing about God's mercy, but I never thought of it in this way. It was only when I was in my graduate studies, studying the scriptures and studying the theme of mercy, that I noticed that when when you, you see this in the gospels, when people approach Jesus for mercy, they're not just coming to him for mercy with their sins. They do that a lot, of course, and that's central. But you'll also see people coming to Jesus, calling on his mercy for help in their lives, for healing in their lives. Like in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27, the two blind men come to Jesus and say, Son of David, have mercy on us. Think about that. These are blind men. I'm sure they want forgiveness of sins, but they're really coming to him for healing in their, in their blindness. They're blind and they can't see. And they want Jesus to work a miracle. This is beautiful, my friends, that anytime we we want to call on God's mercy, especially in the liturgy, that same Jesus that was there in Galilee healing these blind men some 2,000 years ago, that same Jesus is coming in our midst, on our altars in the Eucharist, and in our souls in Holy Communion. And he wants to heal us. Yes, he's going to forgive us. He wants to forgive us, but he also wants to heal us. And so think about, do do you have areas of suffering in your life? fears that weigh you down, you can present those to the Lord at any time calling on his mercy, but especially in the liturgy when we say, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Give him those fears. Give him those fears and uncertainties about the future, that problem at work, that problem in your family, that health issue. And trust all of that to Jesus, like the blind men. Picture those blind men coming and saying, Lord, have mercy, son of David, have mercy on us. Well, we're like those blind men. Have mercy on us, Jesus. I can't see. Help me to see. I have to make a big decision. Have mercy on me, Jesus. Help me to see what I'm supposed to do. Have mercy on me, Jesus. I'm having trouble in my marriage. Help me to see how I could be a better husband. Jesus, I'm I'm struggling in this friendship, in this relationship. Help me to see what you want me to do. Have mercy on me, Jesus. It's a beautiful thing we can do. Bring all of our sins, our weaknesses to the Lord and trust in his healing here. Trust him to help us in our sufferings and our trials in life. And there's a third thing we can do in this beautiful prayer, the Lord have mercy prayer. A third thing we see in scripture is keep people come to Jesus, not just for mercy on their on their sins, not just mercy, you know, in terms of like healing and help they need in their own lives, but they also turn to Jesus, calling on his mercy for those they love. Do you have people in your life that need God's mercy right now, that are suffering, suffering with illness, suffering physically suffering with their job, suffering in poverty? Do you, do you have friends that are suffering because they just don't know the Lord? They're suffering in in sin. We can entrust those we love to him. Think about the, the mother in Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. She goes to Jesus, this mother, and says, have mercy on me, Lord. My daughter is possessed by a demon. 
Similarly, Matthew chapter 17, verse 15, a father comes to Jesus and says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers terribly. Do you have people that you love that are ill physically? They're suffering, maybe mental illness, maybe emotionally, maybe they're lonely. Do you have a family member? Do you have a child that is suffering in life? You can, you can say, Lord, have mercy uh, on my friend who is battling cancer. Lord, have mercy on my son who left the Catholic church. Lord, have mercy on my daughter who's lost in life and very unhappy. Lord, have mercy on my friend that is living in sin and away from you and, uh, and, and have mercy on them. We, we can intercede for other people in this prayer. You see, if we understand biblically mercy, people come to Jesus for mercy for their own sins. They also come to Jesus asking for his mercy, for healing in their lives, for help in their sufferings. And they also entrust those they love. And they say, have mercy on these people I love. These are three beautiful things that we can do every time we go to Mass. So I pray this has been helpful for you. I pray you encounter God's mercy more. If you want to learn more about the beauty of the Mass, these beautiful spiritual lessons, every little prayer is full of profound spiritual wisdom, spiritual lessons for our lives. Check out my new video program. It's called A Biblical Walk Through the Mass. You can get it at ascensionpress.com. You can stream it from there. You can get the DVDs. You can get a free preview right there. So if you're looking for something for your family, for a small group that you're in, a men's group or women's group, a Bible study group, check out A Biblical Walk Through the Mass at ascensionpress.com. That's ascensionpress.com. And you can always reach out to me at edwards3.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless. God bless.